Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball land? I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing swell, because I sure am. And we're getting ready to get into episode 67, people. Episode 67. And of course, we feel so good at All Things Basketball Podcast, because we're transcending up. We're continuing the movement. The movement is getting bigger and stronger day by day. And I'm feeling very, very good and privileged about the situation. Well, all right. Let's get into episode 67, people. The name of episode 67 is Hot Seat. The name of episode 67, people, is Hot Seat. Well, all right. Let's get into this beautiful episode, man. But before we get into this episode, you know what we got to do, right? You know what we got to do. We got to tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, all right. Let's get into this wonderful episode, people. Hot Seat, of course, episode 67. Well, we're starting out in that L.A. building, and of course we saw a wonderful, wonderful game last night from between both L.A. teams on the men's side, but right now we're talking about those L.A. Sparks. We're talking about the L.A. Sparks and one Derek Fisher. Now, a lot of people feel Derek Fisher is definitely on the hot seat from his movement and actions in uh, the playoff series against the Connecticut Sun. Now, the Connecticut Sun went on to the WNBA championship, all right, and lost to the Washington Mystics. But we're kind of getting off because we're talking about how the L.A. Spark lost to the Connecticut Sun, all right? In a deciding game, as far as the Spark is concerned, they got swept. But I tell you what, they shouldn't have gotten swept. They have too much talent to get swept by any team in the WNBA, and a lot of question comes in with Coach Fisher due to the fact he benched his top three All-Stars, Candace Parker, Anika Akumake, and Chelsea Gray. Benched them the whole fourth quarter. Now it's coming out that somewhere in halftime, Candace Parker, Anika Akumake, and Chelsea Gray walked up to Derek Fisher, the head coach, and asked him if he would mind changing the defensive schemes in the second half. Well, a few words were exchanged, and Derek Fisher really got livid. And I'm going to tell you, I spoke about this when it happened, and I always say, sometimes your players are your best information for you to strategize for. And, of course, Coach Luke knows because I'm a coach, your players give you the best information. Why? Because they're out there on the floor, people. They're out there on the floor, and you're on the sideline. And sometimes they can see a little bit more and deal with a little bit more than you can. So they're your best source of information. But there are coaches that will sit on the sideline and think they know every little thing, think they know all of the ins and outs, and think that they can't do no wrong. And so sometimes I call it coaches getting in their own way. And I think Mr. Fisher, Coach Fisher, excuse me, 
got in his own way, got in his feelings, and said, okay, if you don't want to do it my way, then you'll just sit on the bench and we'll still do it my way and we'll probably lose this game. He cost his team, the organization, on the whole uh, game, the whole situation. You never know if they would have won the game or lost the game, but the only way that the L.A. Spark would have won the game is if Anika Akumake, uh Candace Park, and Chelsea Gray was on the floor and not off the floor. And so now it's coming out what happened at halftime uh, with those three superstars and head coach Derek Fisher. And so it's in the media now. And I'll tell you what, the L.A. Spark have some real thinking to do moving forward. i tell you this. I don't see the L.A. Sparks trading their three All-Stars. I really don't. So there's only one person that might have to leave the building, and that's the head coach. Now, will he leave the building? We don't know for sure. They might retain Derek Fisher for another season. They might retain him, but they're probably bringing other coaches to work with him. But the thing is, is that this is a sad, sad state of affairs, people. Sad state of affairs. Candace Parker is a former MVP. I don't know how many All-Star games she's gone to, as well as Nika Akumake and Chelsea Gray. These players are phenomenal players, man. And I know one thing for sure, the L.A. Spark are not going to get rid of these players. They're going to keep their nucleus. This is a championship nucleus. This is a championship caliber team. And so all they needed was to get over the hump in the playoff series and no telling where they would have gone. They might have hoisted the trophy. You just don't know. But that's neither here nor there. We're now finding out what happened in that game um, that game three situation as far as the L.A. Spark and the Connecticut Sun, where the Connecticut Sun swept the uh, L.A. Spark. And like I said, when it happened, I really didn't see anybody sweeping the L.A. Spark. Now, they might have beat the L.A. Spark, but the L.A. Sparks is too good of a team to get swept. And so that brought that raised a lot of eyebrows around the WNBA when that happened. And so now it's coming out that we find out that there was a few words at halftime and Derek Fisher chose, after those few words, to sit his All-Stars and they lost the game. They sat the whole fourth quarter. Kind of unheard of. But it's happened before, and when it happens, the team loses. And so that's what's coming out of the L.A. Sparks uh, uh, office. This is what happened when they met up with the Connecticut Sun and the L.A. Sparks met up in the WNBA playoffs. Well, all right. Is Kawhi Leonard the best player in the league? Is Kawhi Leonard the best player in the NBA? Hey, I tell you, a lot of people feel this way. And I'm going to tell you, I still say LeBron James is the best player in the league. But I know one thing, Kawhi Leonard is in my top five, baby. He's in my top five players in the league. And, of course, Coach Luke and All Things Basketball Podcast will be naming the top five players in the NBA in this show a little bit down the line. But, of course, is Kawhi Leonard the best player in the NBA? I tell you, I feel he's the best two-way player. 
I feel he's the best two-way player. But is he a player that can lead men? A player that can nail down championships? Yes, he can. I just think that LeBron James is still the best player in the game. Just my opinion. If you said Kawhi Leonard, you probably wouldn't get an argument from me or anyone else. So there's, it's apples and oranges, you know, between Kawhi Leonard, uh, uh, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, all right, and LeBron James. My pick is LeBron James still as the best player in the NBA. But Kawhi Leonard is moving strong. He's moving hard. And what a phenomenal game last night, man. He's got people starting to talk about it. He's in the conversation, man. He's already been on two teams, okay? And he's hoisted some trophies already. And he's on his third team. And it looks like the Clippers are going to be extremely strong this year. And they played that game last night without Paul George. And so you're really going to have to watch the L.A. Clippers moving forward. But is Kawhi Leonard the best player in the NBA? Again, like I said, he's in my top five. But I still believe that LeBron James is the best player in the NBA at this moment. Well, once again, baby, tap in. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. We're in that Dallas Maverick building, man. And this is some news that's very, very, very surprising to Coach Luke. Rick Carlisle, second longest tenure in the NBA as far as coaches are concerned. He's been in that Dallas um, Dallas um, organization for a long time. He's also won an NBA championship with the Dallas Mavericks. But for the last six to seven years, the Dallas Mavericks hasn't, haven't done very much. All right, now they got Luka Doncic, they got Christopher Singers, and they got a crew of players coming up. A lot of people, a lot of NBA pundits are saying Luka Doncic and Christopher Singers is one of those duos that can really make some heavy noise in the regular season and in the playoffs. And so I think that's what's going on. A lot of people feel that if the Dallas Mavericks don't make the playoffs again or if they're not in the thick of things, all right, and again, they're in the West. So this is a tall, tall order for a young, young team to have. But I guess right now, you know, when you're a general manager and you're an owner and seven seasons go by and you're used to having a somewhat of a winning tradition like the Dallas Mavericks have, you don't have anywhere else to look but at the head coach if this team doesn't do well this year. I think if the Dallas Mavericks makes the playoffs, then Rick Carlisle's job is a little bit more secure. If they don't make the playoffs, then, of course, I believe, yeah, it might be time for Rick Carlisle to make his exit or their, um, uh, Mark Cuban will make it for him. And so, wow, it's, it's very surprising because Rick Carlisle is an excellent, excellent X's and O coach. I'll tell you right now, he's one of the best coaches in the league. He's definitely, we talk about top five players. Rick Carlisle is in the top five as far as coaches are concerned. But, hey, that doesn't mean anything if you haven't won anything in the last seven years. 
the team will start to look elsewhere. And so this is what's coming out of that Dallas Maverick building, that if the Dallas Mavericks don't make the playoffs this year, then, um, you know, Rick Carlisle could be in a, a very unfamiliar situation because he's had a lot, a lot of stable seasons. And so if they don't win, you might see a move in that Dallas building by the owner, Mark Cuban. And that's something else. Boy, oh boy, I can't even believe that's happening. Well, that's that with that Mark, um, excuse me, Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle is in the hot seat. Can't believe it, people. Can't believe it. Is there pressure on Brooklyn? No, there's no pressure on Brooklyn. Why? Because they haven't had uh, 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 um, immediate success. All right? Kevin Durant is not going to play this year. I don't think there's much pressure on Brooklyn other than them being in the melting pot, the Mecca, man. They're in the Mecca. So there's always pressure on both teams, the Knicks and the Nets. Now, when Kevin Durant puts on the um, the uh, Brooklyn uniform, there's going to be a ton of pressure on the Brooklyn Nets to do some big, big things. But right now, I think everybody's giving them an easy pass and letting them go through the Throgsneck Bridge for the simple fact that Kevin Durant is not going to suit up. Now, of course, I still believe Brooklyn's a playoff team, but I don't see them doing anything too much. Not even in the East. I don't see them doing too much. Yes, they got Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Jordan, Joe Harris, Spencer Didwitty. Hey, these are great, great players, man. They're excellent players, but they need that player like Kevin Durant to take them to the promised land, and I don't think they're going to have that type of situation this season. And again, like I said, is there pressure on Brooklyn? Of course, there's always pressure all right, on any team in the metropolitan area to do well. But I also believe, as far as Brooklyn's concerned, they're going to get a little bit of an easy pass until next season when Mr. Durant touches the floor. But right now, you don't have to worry about the pressure because people are going to give them that excuse. Well, all right, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, uh, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. It really is for you. Let's go. All right. We got that AAU profile, baby. That AAU profile, baby. Yes, sir. Our AAU profile for this Wednesday show is Infali Dante. Infali Dante. And he comes from Hoops with Borders. Straight out of the motherland, Africa. All right? His um, AAU outfit is DC Hoop Fest. His AAU outfit is DC Hoop Fest. And he's out of Wichita, Kansas, man. 6'11". And still growing at 18. Phenomenal, man. They're saying he might be 7'2 when it's all said and done. And he's also looking like he's a one-and-done camper out there. He's going to, um, he committed to the University of Oregon, all right? I don't see him playing more than one or two seasons before he jumps up to the NBA, baby. This guy, Infali Dante, wonderful player, man. He goes to Sunrise Christian High School, 
All right, he has a 3.7 uh, GPA. Excellent, excellent student. All right, and he comes from Hoops with Borders and from out of um, the motherland, Africa. Okay, wonderful ball player. Wonderful ball player, man. And again, he's going to the University of Oregon. Okay, he's 6'11 in his AAU outfit, DC Hoop Fest. Wonderful, wonderful young man. And he's going to be balling. And he's going to, you're going to see this guy. I guarantee you. Remember, Coach Luke said it. All right. You're going to see and finally Dante in the NBA within the next year or so. A phenomenal baller, five star recruit. And he's on his way to the University of Oregon. Couldn't happen to a better, better young man. Well, you know what it is, man. We've reached that point in the show that we always reach. If you want to be a sponsor to the show, All Things Basketball Podcast, or you want ads to your, of your company to be on the show, you got to hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and leave a message. And if you go to my Facebook feed, you got to hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button to leave your information. If you want to be a sponsor to All Things Basketball Podcast, or you want the ads of your company to be on the show, those are the two things that you have to do. Thank you very, very much. All right. Well, as I said earlier, you know, a lot of people come with uh, their top teams, all right, their top guards, their top forwards, their top centers. And every so often all at, right here at All Things Basketball Podcast, we jump into the fray and join the rest of the crowd, all right? And so what's going on in the NBA? Who is the top five players in the NBA? Well, of course, at All Things Basketball Podcast, we're going to put our two or maybe three cents in there and name our top five players in the NBA. All right? Number one, that man, that bad, bad man in the purple and gold, baby, LeBron King James is number one. Number two, all right, Giannis Attentacupo. Number three, Kawhi Leonard. Number four, James Harden. And number five, Anthony Davis. Those are my five top players in the NBA right now, presently. I'll repeat the top five, and then I'm going to leave it alone, and I'm going to leave it to the rest of the Instagram crowd because that's what's going on on the gram who's the top five players in the NBA and all things basketball podcast. We'll give it to you one more time. Number one, LeBron James. Number two, Giannis Attentacupo. Number three, Kawhi Leonard. Number four, James Harden. Number five, Anthony Davis. A lot of people say Kevin Durant, but guess what? He's not playing this year. Next year, we'll have another five and that also means I would have to look at Mr. Durant post-injury, all right, because we don't know how he's going to come back. I'm hoping he comes back 100%, but right now I can't put him in my top five. I'm putting all active players in my top five, and that's my top five. Okay. What do the Las Vegas Ace need to do? to be a much better team and hoist the trophy in the WNBA. 
What does the Las Vegas Ace need to do to be a much better team and hoist the trophy in the WNBA next season? You want Coach Luke's opinion? Nothing. The Las Vegas Ace really don't have to do anything but stay together, play together, pray together, and keep each other's back the way that they've been doing. Have the great coach and great great leader and Bill Lambeer and keep that nucleus of those players together. You don't break up a nucleus like the Las Vegas Ace. Now, did they win it all? No. Did they come close? Of course. And so what you do, a lot of organizations, they start to panic. They start to trade team uh, players and start to trade uh, 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 draft picks, um, remove coaches and things of that nature. I think the Las Vegas Saints shouldn't do anything but sit put, all right, watch a lot of film, hang together, stick together, love one another, have each other's back, and get ready for the new season. That's what I think the Las Vegas Ace should do. They're a phenomenal team, and I don't think they should do anything, man. They've got it all. They've got it all. They just didn't win it this year. But they've got it all. They've got one of the best uh, uh, dominant players in the game, all right? And Liz Cavage. They got they, they They have it. They have it all. All right, they've got all of the ingredients to make it happen. Asia Wilson, all right, they've got everything to make it happen. All of them, they're all excellent players, man. They're all excellent players. They're they're right there. They're right there. Okay, you know they they've got the tools to do it. They got the three point shooting. You know what I mean? Derek and Marie Hanbury, they have they have everything there. They've got it. All they have to do is stick together. Stick together, have each other's back, and of course, the Las Vegas Ace will do big things next season. Now, what will scare me is if they start trading some of these players off. That's what some organizations do. And I think it would be the worst thing in the world if the Las Vegas Ace start trading some of these young women off. They have a phenomenal team, man, a phenomenal team. And so if you're asking Coach Luke what the Las Vegas Ace should do to improve, it's nothing. Stick together and work on your game and get ready for the upcoming season in the WNBA. Well, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like. Download, share, like. Let's go, baby. All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's do it. All right. Houston's ready to show, man, that they got the best dynamic duel. James Harden and Russell Westbrook, they're on notice and they're ready to show we're the best dynamic duel in the NBA. Well, we'll see. We'll see, Houston, because I tell you, there's a lot of dynamic duels across the NBA, and it's going to be very exciting to see what they're going to do in that Houston Rocket building, man. Now, they're a phenomenal team. The Houston Rockets have a phenomenal team, man. But I tell you what, 
so does the Clippers, so does the Lakers, so does Portland, so does Utah, so does, uh, um, you know, the Pelicans, okay? There's, there's excellent teams in that West, man, all right? We can't forget Denver, okay? All right, the Spurs are always going to be creeping around there. Watch the Spurs. There's no big names there, but they're always going to be creeping around there. And, of course, you know, Greg Popovich is still in the building. So you got to pay attention to the Spurs also. And so I tell you what, man, you know, will Houston do their thing? They're going to be sniffing around that championship. I don't believe they're going to win the championship because it comes down to defense a lot of times. And it comes down to your bench play. And your bench, they have a great bench, but sometimes they're there and sometimes they're not. All right? The Clippers have a far better bench, a far more consistent bench. But this is what's coming out of the Houston building. Hey, James Harden and Russell Westbrook are out right now, and they're saying it. We're out to show that we are the best dynamic duo in the game. And that's what's going on out of that Houston building. Well, all right. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Download, share, like. It was a wonderful, wonderful episode. Episode 67, Hot Seat, of course. And, of course, there's a few coaches on the hot seat. Man, I'm sitting in the seat. I hope Coach Luke ain't on the hot seat. I hope the AD don't call me from the high school, man, because a lot of coaches is in that hot seat, baby. But I tell you what. It was a wonderful, wonderful show. I'd like to thank my whole staff at All Things Basketball Podcast for holding me down. And, of course, I'll see you guys on Monday, 7 p.m. sharp. Good night. God bless.